Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey, everybody, this is Jerry. I just wanted to let you know that in this episode, Brandon and I, we're going to talk about how sometimes the answer is no, and that's okay. See, recently we asked Jason Brown, former NFL player, if he would interview with us because we loved his story about how he gave up an NFL career to pursue his passion to start a farm and give the produce to local homeless shelters. He turned us down, and that's okay because of how he said no and what he said in that, we actually had a lot of lessons we could glean from just a simple email. And we want to share those insights with you in such a great way. And as far as Jason goes, we love the work he's doing and we're going to keep tabs on him. And hopefully one day he'll be available to say yes to an interview. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 35 of Beyond the Rut podcast. I'm your host, Jerry, and I have with me Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, say, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Please save me. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Please save me. I did it. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> I don't know. When you took a swig of water, I'm like, this is it. I'm going to make him laugh. I'm going to kill him now. <laughs> Spit water all over the computer. Yeah, it's a nice computer. We can't do that. Uh, okay, so welcome to the show. We thank you for joining us. This is episode 35 of Beyond the Rep Podcast. We are a weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. So, Brandon, I believe this time around we want to talk about sometimes the answer is no. Right. Last week we talked a little bit about some of the things we've done right, some of the things we've done wrong. And uh, it's just the way the path kind of took us. So this week, I thought it'd be really interesting to look at uh, some of the times when we've been told no. One of the biggest no's we got uh, early on was from the three people that started this. We all were like, no, we can't do this. Yeah. No, we won't be successful. So probably the best thing to address right out of the box is uh, you don't listen to yourself all the time either or the people that are in it with you. You're going to be discouraged. That's okay. But listen to people that either know or at least encourage you to keep moving forward. Yeah, especially if it's yourself telling yourself no and you know deep down inside this is the dream you want to pursue. Uh, you're going to be your worst enemy. You're going to be the one who wants to listen to all the naysayers. And if you want to even take that first step, I mean, you got to do what we did. And that is start ignoring ourselves when we were doing the naysaying. Stop listening to the people who are telling us no you can't do that no you can't pull it off and then start listening to the voices that say this is what it'll be like when you do launch and so i, I do like that you brought that up right and, and the point is you listen to yourself too much you start to doubt your own way you want to get somebody around you that says you know what you do have a voice you do have the ability to do this maybe it's open up a business or just quit your job and move to a different state or country like we found out in our uh interview with bert but just just don't always listen to you because sometimes you can be too negative. Now, mm -hmm. the opposite of that is don't listen to somebody that says, oh, you can do anything. You know, if we if we get close to uh, we all had that one person, maybe it's your mom that just says, oh, you're the greatest kid in the whole world and you can do all things. And, <laughs> uh, it turns out at, at being the baby of the family, I got out of the house. It turns out I'm not the cutest thing in the world and the most funny. And, you know, you got to have tempered advice, but get good counsel. That that's yeah. very, very important. And also know that everybody has fear. 
everybody has doubts. Mm-hmm. And one of our favorite podcasts is Starve the Doubts. It's yes. a great name, and Charity's that's why we didn't steal it. But uh, And plus, he already beat us to the punch. <laughs> that's true. We could have just Starved the Doubts improved or something like that, but Jared probably would have come <laughs> after us. But it's We find important. out the hard way if Jared had a lawyer or not. <laughs> exactly. How successful is Jared? Does he have a legal counsel? Get, get with people, though, that will encourage you because early on we thought we're not ready. And, mm-hmm. and the truth is, and I just had this conversation the other day with uh, a lady named Jamie. She'll know who she is uh, that, okay. that I've been helping uh, encourage to get her business started. And I told her, I said, you'll never be ready. The only way that second uh, product gets better is if you get the first one out there so you can look at it and see what's wrong. Yeah. And so we wanted to come together today and talk about some of the no's we've gotten because we knew exactly what we wanted to do and we got told no a few times. Yes. So what's what's one of the bigger no's in the early on that you remember? Uh, I don't even know if this is like a, a big devastating no, but it's actually my favorite no that we've received so far. And that was the football player, Jason Brown, not to oh, be confused yeah. with James. James Brown or Jason Bourne. This was a football player. Uh, if you know his story, if you know his name, great. But for those who, you, of you who don't know his name, Jason Brown was an NFL football player who hung up his career because he had a, a dream to start a farm. So he had a degree in farming and agriculture, um, and he wanted to start this farm where he, the the fruits of his labor or the vegetables of his labor <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, would be given to homeless shelters in the, I believe, dead Detroit metro area. Uh, I might be wrong about the city area, but uh, he lives near an urban area. So he's farming and giving the proceeds from his produce to local uh, homeless shelters to feed the hungry. It's actually North Carolina, so it's pretty close to Detroit. Detroit, I think. North um, Carolina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry, note to self, take geography lessons again. I love it because he's not just an NFL player, but he had just signed a uh, five-year contract worth $37.5 million yes. in 2009. That made him the highest-paid center in the NFL. So he wasn't just on an NFL team. This guy was the highest-paid center in yes. the NFL. And Five years later, he's earning more than twenty-five million of. After earning more than twenty-five million of that contract, he became a farmer. Yes, <laughs> and when Brandon shared that article with me, I replied back to him. I said, "Brandon, you need to reach out to this guy and get him on our show because something in him said, I don't want to be known. I don't want my legacy to be I was an NFL center. I want my legacy to be I fed the hungry, mm-hmm. and I have the skills, I have the knowledge, I have the ability." to quit now and go pursue this other thing that to me is more important. And I said, Brandon, we got to go get this guy. And so you reached (laughs) out to him and he replied with a very polite note. It was probably the best no I ever heard. And there's a lot of lessons that come from it. So if you have his email, uh, Jason, you're not going to interview with us, but it's okay because we loved how you said no. And this is valuable to us. You'll go down as the best interview we never did. Yes. uh, (laughs) Because he wrote back and he said, you know, and, and he didn't have a lot of farming skills. He had agriculture skills so he learned how to be a farmer but he said that uh in a short version he was not available for a podcast interview however because he's not accepting media requests at this time which thank you jason you made us sound like we're actual media so that's always awesome but his line was we prefer to focus on our faith family and farm we wish you and your show the best and i just thought I'm like you. That's the best no you could ever get. Because there are lessons to draw from that. I mean, he could have said yes. He could have stretched himself thinner. Yet he said no to us so he could say yes to what was more important to him. And what was most important, he said clearly in his email to to his faith, his family. And I don't know if you read it or not, but 
uh, build, building the farm basically was the right. other thing. So faith, family and farm. Oh, did he say farm? Okay. Yep. okay. Faith, family and farm. Uh, I was just so excited here. I'm like, <laughs> no, wait, did Brandon say farm? I remember farm being in there. Okay. So yeah. So he, he, ident- he said no. And then he told us why. Right. And it was because I'm focused on my faith, my family, my farm. I'm saying no to you so I can say yes to this dream. And, and we've had to say no to some things to be able to focus on this podcast because we had a lot of ideas. Like we could right. write a book. We could write a <laughs> course. We could create an online course. We can have a blog written thing every week or two weeks. And there was a lot of things we had to say no to so we mm-hmm. could focus on uh, doing this podcast. And even my other show, Family Time Q&A Podcast, uh, I'm still doing the show. But we've actually scaled back from doing the weekly must-have-it-out-there type of thing. Right. So now the Family Time Q&A podcast, my family and I have talked about it because they're busy and because half the family doesn't like being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> and the one who does is so busy with ballet that uh, we, we just said, you know what, how about we record whenever we have time? And then we'll post those every couple of weeks. And then uh, if I have a family person I want to interview uh, about family, about relationships, about sexual assault or prevention, then I'll reach out to them. I'll do those interviews and I'll post those. Uh, but overall, I'll, I'll put my weekly efforts into Beyond the Rut podcast. And so I've, I've even said no to some um, of my family show, actually a good chunk of my family show. <laughs> and I even stopped blogging on my blog to focus on this and so right. so yeah saying no to things that aren't going to make as big of an impact to me was a big thing i yeah. think it's funny that jacob had too much ballet that he couldn't be on the show anymore but jacob will understand that show his son jacob uh, does ballet at the uh, local theater and uh, he pretends to play baseball in high school but i'm pretty <laughs> sure he's on ballet yeah but, you won't see his name uh, on any roster yeah. or anything i'm not so. sure if jacob will listen to this but if he does he can give me a hard time about he, that he slipped up a couple of times and he didn't <laughs> take his baseball gear to school so then we had to call him out like dude uh, are you playing baseball or not <laughs> i would have taken him ballet shoes i would have taken him emma's stuff and said here you go oh awesome. i thought this is what you needed stay with us we'll be right back and now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. That's a great example because sometimes uh, you get told why they say no, and sometimes you never find out. And our human nature is, I'll assume the worst. Mm-hmm. The reason he said no is because he just thinks he's too big and too important and he didn't have time for the little guys and things like that. We've got some big interviews coming up. Uh, a couple of guys that we knew would say no, and they didn't. Immediately they said yes, and uh, we're excited to do it. So sometimes you get a yes, sometimes you get a no, but don't read too much into that. We got yeses not because I think they think we're great and they couldn't wait to be on our show but because something inside of them just said, do it. Yeah. And sometimes people say no for those reasons. There's family obligations, there's mm-hmm. work, there's other reasons why they have to say no. And it, it more than likely has nothing to do with you. So yeah. don't take every no as, as a bad thing. Also, I think one of the best no's that 
that you can get is whenever you were about to go down the wrong path. Mm, you know, yeah. we, we were, we were told, uh, you know, when we first started that one of the things you want to do is you want to make sure that you have a free, uh, ebook out there, you know, and we thought, well, if we put an ebook out there, that's not going to be any good. Yeah. And so we kind of told ourselves no. And I think that was a good thing because we wouldn't have put out anything that was of any value. And, and we were talking right before we started recording about the most important thing is to be authentic, to just be real, mm-hmm. because there's plenty of fake out there. You know, you can keep up with the Kardashians and who knows what they're really like, but I don't want to be like them. And we focus on interviewing people we want to talk to that are real. And so if somebody we really want to talk to says no, that's okay because we're just interested in them and maybe they were too busy for whatever reason. So don't be afraid of the no, but don't read too much into the no either. Yeah, we just pick it up and move on. I mean... Uh, so like, yeah, Jason Brown said no to us and we were like, that's the coolest no ever. Right. And then we moved on. We asked other people if they'd be on our show. Uh, we even had no's within our team where uh, like interviewing other people was a debate. Right. And, uh, you know, someone on our team said, no, we're not doing that. And of course he, he stepped down and we <laughs> said, well, he's not here to say no anymore. Let's and, do it. And we reached out and uh, it turns out it's one of the best things we've done for our show is interview other people and get their stories in. And, and part of being uh, focused on getting beyond the rut is don't focus on what you know. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Because if we'd have interviewed people and it turned out bad, we could have just stopped doing that yeah. and started doing something different. Just because we said, hey, we're going to interview a few people and it, and it turned out bad and go, well, we have to keep interviewing people. There's no choice now. We've signed a contract. None of that stuff's true. We, yes. we kind of build that into our own head. Well, what if I leave this company and uh, go out to become a physical therapist? Well, what if I fail out of physical therapy school? Well, that's okay. Yeah, Get into a different kind of school. Yeah. Go, you know, go learn how to weld, learn how to you know, do anything else. And, and you're not stuck. Failure is, is just the next option. That's all there is. Yeah. It, it's not a death sentence. So if you say, you know, I've always wanted to open up a dog grooming business and then you do and you find out you're terrible at it or you hate dogs, yeah. you're allergic to them or <laughs> people want to bring their cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> so it might be a reason you shouldn't have been a dog groomer, but that's okay because you can yeah. refocus on something else. Don't take that no or that failure as an end point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting for those who always have to have everything absolutely known before they go out there. The reality is everything that we know for sure that we positively know is inside the rut with us. Right. (laughs) Such a great analogy. (laughs) And we don't know what's outside that rut because we're still in the rut. And so, yeah, at some point you get. I'm dropping my mic now. I'm I'm out. (laughs) No, we need that for other episodes. (laughs) And and so that is something to keep in mind is, you know, if we're telling ourselves no, because we don't know what's out there, we got to realize that, what we don't know is outside that rut and that's where we're trying to go. And the only way to get out there is to take that leap of faith, take that step of faith and climb out of that rut and you'll learn as you go. Like, yeah. Oh, it's flat out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to sail away from England because the world's flat. Uh, no, it's not. And you yeah. don't know that till you sail away from England. Yes. You know, great things are not discovered in the rut. I love that. Everything you know is in the rut with you. Yeah. So get out there and see some other things and see what happens. One of the, uh, other no's that I remember getting was, uh, you know, just how are we, we, we don't have the ability using the technology we have. And, you know, if you know, Jerry and I, and, and Sean, even in the early days, it's like, well, we, we, 
we have awesome wives. They're incredibly encouraging, but mm-hmm. they were a little bit hesitant to say, yeah, let's make a big investment in something new. We, we tend to say, yeah, this is going to be successful, but it might be five years before we ever make a dime off of it. So we, we didn't spend a lot of money early on and I really wanted to, I got to know early on from, from you guys. It's like, well, let's not buy everything right yeah. off the bat. Let's find out what works. And one of the better knows we got was that just not buying the the microphone that i thought we should get based on my 30 seconds of research we let jerry (laughs) do some actual research and and try some stuff out and and what we have now is light years ahead of where we were in the first few episodes because we didn't have the quality and we would have made a bad decision and it wouldn't have been you know ten thousand dollar mistake but it would have been hundreds of dollars or tens of dollars and it just wasn't necessary yeah so good advice good counsel came in handy there that no worked out really good i know there's some areas where i always i started to question myself like did we go too cheap like um just to get a little technical right now, like we host our podcast, not on Libsyn, not on Podbean, not on SoundCloud. <laughs> we went straight to the source that these guys go to, which is Amazon S3. Yes. And that's because we got a free 12 month uh, contract with them. And then after that, it's based on how many downloads happen, which could be great. We just pay a <laughs> dollar a month or we, it, you guys bless us with a lot of downloads and we pay 25, 30 bucks a month. And so uh, when we get around there, we'll, we'll, consider moving to another location at that point. Uh, so when you guys start cost, costing us money, then then we'll know it's time to graduate to something like a paid platform. But then I was having struggles with things like how do we have accurate um, statistics? Right. This isn't really a no, uh, but I uh, just wanted to throw this in there. But in a sense, we were getting our stats from FeedBurner, and I put it out there on Twitter to Cliff Ravenscraft, to Jared Easley, and to Pat Flynn. And I asked them, how do, how do you read these stats for podcasting on FeedBurner? And not really a no, but Jared Easley came back and he said, I don't think the FeedBurner stats are very reliable. There you go. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. And, and so, yeah, learning what we didn't know, uh, quickly learned about Blueberry. I learned about CloudFront through Amazon. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of an extra win. So we went from not having reliable stats to now we have reliable stats through Blueberry. We can always upgrade to $5 a month if we want. Uh, but we we <laughs> we learned a lot. Um, and now our downloads are faster because of CloudFront. Right. It's pre-positioned around the world. And, and yeah. literally, we didn't have the knowledge, like Jerry said, inside the rut. But once we broke out and said, you know, I, I hate to ask somebody like Jared Easley a question because I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm trying to look like I know what I'm doing. But in, in all honesty, nobody needs you to act like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about right before we started recording of that. I, I know a guy that uh, I don't know him, but I've kind of met him online. He pretends to have a virtual assistant. That oh, way yeah. it looks like he's important. We don't need that. We don't need more people that act important. We need more people that are just real. Yeah. You know, we've got plenty of the Kanye's and the other people that just make it sound like they're the greatest people in the world. We need people that are just real and mm-hmm. authentic. And I think that, you know, one of the things that that really attracts me to other people, just their story or their livelihood or whatever it is they do is whenever they're just normal. They're just like, yeah, I'll sit down with you and talk. And I don't yeah. need a $50,000 retainer in order to talk to you. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting paid for what you do, but we need more people that'll just say hi to you, you know, that you can yeah. walk into a store and see and, and, 
Jerry and I kind of geek out sometimes about some of these guys just because they're further along than we are and we look up to them. Yep. But when we interviewed Sarah and she said, no, she went to lunch with, I think Jeff Goins and, and uh, Chris, Chris Gilbrew and Gilbo and, and you know, and you just, you're at dinner with them and you're just having a sandwich and they're acting normal because they're normal. <laughs> they're just regular guys. Can you imagine me at that dinner table? Like that yeah. food falling out of my mouth. <laughs> I have nothing of value to say. Never mind. <laughs> this will be my question to Chris Gilbo and Jeff Coins. <laughs> Could you please stop taking pictures of us? I'm sorry. I got to tell everybody about this. And my wife's one of these people that's like, she's so out of that that world that you know i've sent her like articles or comments or something you know i i talked when i talked to uh, jeff goins on twitter talked to you know we we exchanged two messages i yeah. think and uh, she's like uh, never heard of him <laughs> like how could you <laughs> well you're so far out of that world you know one time i was in atlanta this is totally off the the rail here but i met uh, magic johnson i was i was oh, sitting cool. across from yeah. him and uh, i was a little kid i was a teenager you know when he played basketball but I was just such a little kid sitting in front of him. Of course, he's huge, but Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, do I just get up and say, hey, what's up, Magic? It's like, he didn't know me from Adam. So I ended up just shaking his hand and saying, you know, always been a fan or something like that. And uh, he had no idea the other conversation that went on in my head just sitting there. But our, our point going the long way there is ask the people outside the rut already because there's oh, yeah. a reason they're outside that rut is they've learned some things but we also have found out you that Jody Mayberry where they've them. said no right yeah exactly yeah where have they said no to things and how can we emulate that I love that exactly so we've sorry. learned the the Jody Mayberries and Jared Easleys and mm-hmm. people like that are not they don't look at themselves as a huge success. They just look at themselves as continually growing and, yeah. and trying new things. And and I know you were talking about Jeff Coins has kind of refocused uh, his life to to focus on the audience, focus yes. on the people, build that relationship. Yeah, because he realized that he had asked on Twitter a few weeks ago. Hey, did you guys know I had a podcast? And he does have a podcast. It's called The Portfolio Life. I'm still subscribed <laughs> to it, Jeff. And he was surprised, though. A lot of his Twitter audience, who are a lot of authors, and he does post a lot of the links to his episodes. And if he doesn't, Andy Traub does, who did a lot of the uh, production with him. Uh, a lot of their Twitter followers replied back, Jeff, you have a <laughs> you have a podcast? And he was really surprised by that. And then he realized, oh, I haven't really connected with people to let them know I've got this podcast. And it's a really good podcast. I've right. learned a lot of things that I've pl- applied to our show from the portfolio life, uh, just like we've learned a lot from the Jody Mayberry show and uh, creating Disney magic. And I'm name dropping everybody now. <laughs> exactly. um, the Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn, <laughs> Star of the Doubts, uh, Cliff go. Ravenscraft show, formerly known as the Podcast Answer Man. Uh, you guys have really helped us get this show off the ground. We didn't turn the volume up. He just got really I, excited. I just got really excited. I started geeking out just now. And, <laughs> and for those of you that don't know why we're so fascinated with Jeff Coyne saying that, it's because it's like somebody saying, you know, I didn't know Donald Trump had his name on a building. Yeah. What? <laughs> Who doesn't know that? Bill Gates makes software. <laughs> I thought he was an Apple user, but okay. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so far we've talked about sometimes the answer is no in terms of we ourselves are telling ourselves no. We talked about sometimes the answer is no from people we're trying to reach out to, and that's not a bad thing. And in that, we also learn how to say no and why to say no. So saying no to things that'll get in the way of the things that'll, that we want to say yes to. And then we talked about um, saying no to things like big purchases up front. 
So gradually scaling up to the purchases you need to make. I remember running into that issue when I was in real estate. In fact, that's probably what (laughs) killed my real estate career because I I expanded too quickly. And then when when, um, the, the real estate market burst, yeah, that hit hard because <laughs> so, I didn't have that's it. A, that's a great industry where you pretend to be big yes. until you are, and sometimes that can kill you. And exactly. we don't want to be that way. We just exactly. we're real. We're just a couple of guys that drive up the street and uh, you know plug this thing in and yep. see if we can add some value <laughs> to your lives. So we do as much as we can for free, and we upgrade as we go. Uh, so those are the different ways that you know. The answer is sometimes no and needs to be no. Is there anything else that our listeners should be aware of where sometimes the answer needs to be no? I think it's really important to focus on the timing too. Sometimes it's not a no, it's just a not right now. Mm, you good know, one. Maybe yeah. it's, uh, I know that sometimes when you're on Twitter, you think everybody else is on Twitter too. Yeah. And you and I use Slack a lot to uh, communicate because where you're at, in your day may not be where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So we can't have a conversation, but we can, you get to it when you do. Yeah. And so always remember that you send an email doesn't mean that if they don't reply in five minutes that they hate you. It just means maybe it's not now, not right now. Yeah. And, and shameless plug for Slack. Very, very neat oh, application that's a great app. Uh, because it does allow us to communicate asynchronously. So you communicate when you have the time, I can respond when I have the time. It also keeps track of everything. So like right. we have we have a section for staff meeting. We have mm-hmm. a section for podcast feedback. So as guys like Hans Anderson reply back or leave right. us a comment on iTunes, we can talk about the feedback that we need to address right away. So like when you heard that somebody said we should start interviewing people, right. you shared it on that podcast feedback folder. And then we've got podcast episodes. So when we're talking about specific episodes in the production, the notes go there. Uh, interviewing folks mm-hmm. is actually called interview folks. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> called interview folks. Uh, and then we have one for staff meetings. So when we meet and we have t- um, task items, mm-hmm. we have that we listed have notes there. notes and everything. And, else. and you can upload pictures. You can mm-hmm. upload links and everything else. If you go to slack.com slash beyond the rut, it won't really get you anything, but it should if they sponsored the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, So I love in the last like three or four episodes, we have shamelessly plugged to the people we use and the services we use that we are open to you sponsoring our show. And we're working on engaging our audience and growing it so that your products are helpful to them and they are in turn helpful to you. So it's a mutual thing. That's a good point. You have to promote yourself. If you're not a fan of yourself, who is? Oh, I mean, yeah. Nobody's going to promote our show. We don't have a marketing department. Hey guys, we are the us, marketing department. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand you probably don't want to. Don't don't come to my business. Don't hire me. Don't pay me. It's like you've got to ask because you're the only one that's going to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're the greatest thing since the thing that came after the thing that came after sliced bread. Exactly. So, yeah. They need to make a mountain with our faces <laughs> on it. Uh, awesome. So... I guess this is a good stopping point for us. and We're done. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but don't hang up yet because uh, this is where I ask you to share us with a family, a friend, a coworker, and uh, also call into our show at 361-596-3788 because we'd love to hear from you. Ask us a question and we'll answer either ourselves or we'll go interview somebody who can answer the question for you. Go to iTunes and if you haven't left us a rating, a review, or even subscribe to our show on iTunes, please go ahead and do so. Speaking of leaving a review on iTunes, I want to thank Sweet Song 1983, Jay Carberry, and Matt McWilliams. Thanks for your reviews and your five-star ratings on iTunes for Beyond the Rut Podcast. And Matt, we'll keep bringing it. Thank you very much. Keep listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.
Brandon, say, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Please save me. <laughs> I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Please save me. I did it. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. I don't know. Well, you took a swig of water. I was like, this is it. I'm going to make him laugh. I'm going to kill him now. Spit water all over the computer. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.